Are you ready for the Unleashed Tour, where shamelessness, sexiness, and laughter collide in a hilarious orgy of fun, discovery, and sex edutainment? Embark on a captivating nationwide journey with the Shameless Sex Podcast and an electrifying ensemble of sex educators and sex-positive entertainers as they bring you an unforgettably titillating live experience. Be a part of mesmerizing, entertaining, boundary-pushing acts, shameless sex style. Ever heard of the Slurpee stick shift? Want to learn how to bury your face in her? How about some dirty talk improv or brat taming 101? Hmm. Get ready for nonstop laughter as our charismatic hosts and entertainers weave humor into the fabric of this liberating celebration of sexual diversity and freedom. Engage in interactive segments, Q&A sessions, and a chance to connect with like-minded individuals in an inclusive and empowering environment. Listen up, Portland, Chicago, Seattle, we're coming to you. For more information and to get your tickets right now, go to shamelesssex.com and be part of a night that will be fun, educational, sexy, hilarious, and shamelessly unforgettable. Seats are filling up fast, so don't miss out on the most unforgettable show of the year. The Man War Podcast is sponsored by HotMovies.com. Try out some ethical, paid-for porn for free with none of those hidden fees or secret subscriptions when you sign up at HotMovies.com and use the promo code MANHOR. Now let's get to the show. Welcome to the Manhor Podcast. Hey, shout out to the Santa sluts and the Christmas cucks and the little people formerly known as elves. This is Billy Presida and you are listening to the Man Whore Podcast. Hey, 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 uh, Merry fucking Christmas or, you know, pleasant day off of work for those of you who do not celebrate the holiday. This week on the podcast, we've got uh, my fellow stand-up comic, Rachel McCartney, and I just can't wait for the feedback on this one. <laughs> uh, this will be interesting for y'all. Uh, before we get myself canceled, let me say Merry Christmas. If this is a holiday you celebrate, um, and even if you don't celebrate, uh, this applies to you too. You know, what I would love for the Merry Christmas, which I only celebrate as a uh, cultural Catholic I celebrate Christmas, and I would love a present. Here's the present I want. Go get three friends or family members this week to hit subscribe on the Man Whore Podcast. Yes. No, don't just tell them about it. Don't just recommend. Don't just post on Facebook. No, no, no. I want you to personally ensure that three new people have hit the subscribe button whether it's on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, wherever. Can you do that for me? That would be a wonderful Christmas present that costs you exactly $0.00. And hey, if you manage to pull that off, tweet at me, uh, email me, hit me up on Facebook, and say who you got subscribed. I'd love to know who you finagled on uh, to the Whorehead fandom. I've been thinking about what I've been grateful for, and one of those things is the uh, career that has slowly been building around my slutty self, and that would not have been forming if not for the fabulous members of my fan whore community on Patreon. So I figure it's time for the uh, fan whore appreciation moment. Okay, 
Uh, this is the part of the podcast where I like to give a shout out to some of the members of the Whorehead community uh, who are members on Patreon. Uh, right now, I want to give a big shout out to RE647. I just I was so glad that I have really expanded to a new market of uh, Star Wars droids. That's pretty great. Thanks for supporting the show. Uh, I want to give a shout out to Chris Edgerly, who really my nickname for this guy is Mr. Threesome. Holy shit. It's not fair the ease with which you slide into situation after situation, uh, but I am glad that you call yourself a whorehead in the process. And I want to give a thank you to Straith Heritage. Big old chatterbox in the peep show, this guy. Oh, man. Uh, all, any of the, the penis-enjoying people who listen to this pod, y'all are missing out not being in the peep show while Straith Strath. Strath, look, I don't know how these Australian names work, but for as long as this guy's in the peep show, you know you want to be there. Uh, Thanks, dude, for supporting the pod, and a shout-out to all of you who are logging on right now and becoming a member of our fan whore community. You can get access to bonus episodes, sex-positive discussion groups, private Patreon posts, and so much more. All you got to do to become a member is go to patreon.com slash podcast. That's patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash podcast. And now for this week's guest, Rachel McCartney. So fucking funny uh, on Twitter and on stage. You got to catch her uh, if you happen to live in the greater New York City area and you need to be following her on the Twitter thing because it's just She's too good not to, okay? She's so fucking funny. I'm not even going to really preface this thing that much other than to remind everybody that both me and Rachel believe that bisexual women are real. Just remember that as you're listening, okay? And uh, and mild apologies about the echoey sound of where the episode takes place. Now let's get to me and Rachel McCartney. Uh, something that David Piccolomini does is he will have you talk, like, you'll be talking for a while, um, and then he'll decide afterwards when the podcast actually starts. Right. That's that's usually what I'll try to do, too, depending on, like, what the, the setup is. And uh, usually not everyone's, like, cramming Pop-Tarts before the pod, so. Uh- <laughs> no, I, I recognize that part. Definitely my fault. <laughs> that's okay. That's okay. Uh, I'll just say right now, I won't even pretend. But I'm thin, so it's cute. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's, you know, oh, that's, that's complicated for me right now. <laughs> I know. I just had my, my girlfriend this morning. She was like, uh, <laughs> I, I, I've given her permission to tell me when I have gained weight uh, or when I look like I've gained weight. And she just, I said, hey, have you noticed that before, though? She's like, yeah, you know, a little while ago, I was thinking like, Billy looks like he's been stressed. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's, you know, that's a subtle but accurate way to do it. Sure. Why not? <laughs> Yeah, it's it's uh that's like subtly different from you look tired. Yeah. Which is more just like you're not wearing makeup for women. <laughs> well, she also made me this uh skateboard that's covered in nudes. I can't I'm going to actually post it on Patreon cuz it's actually the only place I can think of to post it cuz there's tits all over. So I can't put it on Instagram, can't put it on Facebook, Twitter. That would be funny if you ma- like you bothered to put like a sensor over every little nipple that's so much work and, i know, you know and like god bless patreon that at least you know they're like they're cool with the the nips you know mm-hmm. to an extent they're cool with dongs too which is interesting huh. uh but they have to be flaccid penises you cannot post hard penises even if there's no one around it 
you can't post hard dicks on Patreon, which is a weird. Well, I'm out. Yeah, you're just like. <laughs> um, yes, uh, noted noted straight woman Rachel McCartney is just far out <laughs> from that. It it does make more sense than like you can't show a nipple because um, that's not intrinsically sexual, but a hard dick. I hear is uh yeah allegedly it's it's a sexual thing but i've just i've had to actually email them dick pics <laughs> they've told me to i'm I, just picturing on your to-do list Ugh. email patreon dick pics like is this flaccid enough i don't i can't tell because you want to get enough blood Time going in there that i can't tell when i'm fat i can't yeah. tell when my dick is hard <laughs> Uh, well, comedian Rachel McCarty, thanks for coming by. Um, apparently, the the skateboard stood out to you. Well, the skateboard and no, the laundry. No, no, no. I <laughs> I want to say the skateboard was all you. Oh, okay. When you said the in-unit laundry was a gift, I was like, oh my god, who loves you that oh, much? No, I don't fucking care. I'm that. sorry, I don't care about a skateboard covered in porn. I'm happy you're happy. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, no one loves me enough to get me a washer dryer for Christmas. I accept my landlord, I guess. But there we go. Yeah. But we were saying before one of the many times you shut me up, uh, you love the movie <laughs> Chasing Amy. I love that movie. Yeah, longtime fans of the show know that I is my favorite movie. Uh, I make women who I am going to date long term. They have to a litmus test. They have to sit there and I have to watch them watch it. They actually start the movie as lesbians, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but by the end of the movie, they're dating you. Yeah, something like that. That's usually that's how I convert them. Uh, No, but I don't know. I just always really connected hard to the movie. What what what's your stance on chasing Amy? What's I mean, I I think it's a beautiful movie. Um, and I also think people who don't like the movie are really getting hung up on labels being accurate. Right. It was 97s. Like, we didn't have all these terms. Yeah, or or, or you did, but you couldn't really use them as much, like, in your real-world experience. Like, I, I think if she had identified as bisexual, and to, to be clear, um, I'm not attacking the lesbian community for this. I think it was very hard to be a lesbian in 1997, mm. and for that community to be insular makes a lot of sense. But I think if she wanted to date women at all, she kind of had to identify as a lesbian. Yeah. You, you couldn't really, I don't think you could be bi in that environment in 1997. Yeah. And it's because it never felt like she's now become straight, the Joy Lauren Adams character. Mm-hmm. It always felt like she just now is dating a dude and she gets shit from the other lesbians. Like they're all, you know, they're bag and board in comics to mail out and they're all like, another one bites the dust. Yeah, but of course they're in this like super homophobic environment. Yeah. That's 1997 where I mean like look at Ben Affleck's character who's like the protagonist of the whole thing. When she is supposedly a lesbian, he doesn't understand it. He thinks all she needs is a dick. And then from the from the lesbian community's perspective, uh, if she if she seems to have been converted that just validates homophobic society's view of all of them right so i i I don't i don't want to criticize a lesbian community uh, per se um i'm i'm recognizing it's like very hard on both sides um but an important thing to note about that movie is she never is one mm. and that that's clear if you like watch the movie closely because she was like hooking up with dudes in high school and she describes her own decision to like become a lesbian or date women as she doesn't want to shut the door on possible connections. Right. So it was really more of like she opened the door to women and then kind of just ended up 
being with the women. Yeah. And then, and then, you know, like she says in that big monologue, she's like, then I had to remember like why I opened the door to women in the first place. I'm not want to close myself off the possibilities. That monologue makes me cry fucking every time. It's great. I mean, like, it's dumb how the movie is like always understood as, oh, lesbian sleeps with man. It's like, she's never a lesbian, not for a second. But you you would classify her as like a bisexual. Yeah, she's clearly bi. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, it's weird that the flack that Kevin would get for that movie because I always saw it as. I mean, again, I'm also a straight guy, so I'm stupid. But like, I always saw it as like progressive for what that time was. Well, the, the and the he wrote real, it. Yeah. He wrote it for his brother, who's a gay dude, who and his sister, I think, is also a lesbian. And his his brother once told him that he just never saw himself on a screen, so he kind of tried to write something that makes so much sense right? because the the gay characters. Are are so human which yeah. is not of its time <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh mid 90s not known for like treating the queer community very well <laughs> yeah there, there's that uh is it banky that's, that's Bank- so so banksy bank banky that, that's what i was hung up stupid- i was like it's not banksy that's the artist it's banky, banky. right yeah, yeah yeah different but banky and and kevin said this for years he's like Banky has all the all the idiot lines come out of his mouth because he's the idiot character, which is supposed to negate them. So when it's like all she need all lesbian needs is a good dick, but it's, it's coming it's from his to... repressed homosexuality. Exactly, because he's like all a lesbian needs is a dick because he right. wants a dick so badly. Right, but that's why it doesn't come out of like Ben's mouth or it comes yeah. out, of, out of Jason Lee's character. But Ben's mouth. also yeah. kind of an idiot, like in a more low key way. Yeah, well, he's kind of like hanging around. He's being like the friend because it doesn't matter if she's like gay, straight, or bi. He's being the friend who's hanging around hoping first chance yeah and that's just annoying Mm -hmm. because like he's like oh let's just be friends he doesn't mean that sincerely he's like i'm waiting for my window yeah it's like fuck off with that um like sometimes i know how i'll get her a three minute speech in which i'm almost (laughs) crying (laughs) i mean like for me when some like let's say somebody wants to break things off or ask someone out and she's like i just i feel more of a friend vibe with you Uh uh-huh if i do feel friend vibe i'll pursue that but if i only was interested in her like sexually or romantically i'll be like hey i'm gonna be honest i don't think that's a good idea because then I'm just like settling for less and I feel mm-hmm. like I will be hanging around yeah. for a window. So I'm going to remove myself from that and not do that because I think that's a shitty thing a lot of dudes or just people do where they pretend to want to be friends. But really, they're just waiting. Yeah, I also graduated college. Oh. <laughs> and well, to, to not elitist is you have to graduate college, but it's just like I am also no longer 22. Well, so you you said you're getting in trouble for another joke. So one, I just want to say, Rachel I, I is. I didn't bring this up. Billy uh, is bringing this up, but yeah, we you can mentioned talk about it. it. Well, you mentioned it before we started that there's mm-hmm. a new one. That's you said. I have another tweet. That's a thing right now, or no? No, did I mishear you? Okay. Well, maybe maybe you're confusing me with someone else. I I uh, only got in trouble at one time. That's the only time you got. In trouble. So you did this great joke about white women that everyone thought was. <laughs> a, that's the thing. That was what upset me because the criticism kept being like, "You're saying this about bi women." It's like it's not commentary on bi women. It's one. I it's mean, not commentary. I was, These are jokes. I, it is a commentary on women who are pretending to be bi, and it was it was worded as a joke rather than worded as an exact political statement. Right, and only people who are looking to react to something on Twitter are going to read it as a political statement. Like, I mean, I it's was very going obviously, after 
fake bisexuals, <laughs> which I would say is a valid group that exists, right. the fake bisexuals. There are also real bisexuals. Absolutely. And uh, and I will say, because I did refer you as straight before, I want to make sure it's clear, like, you are not straight. You are not of the heterosexual That would be weird persuasion. if I were this into Chasing Amy. And <laughs> distinction between- And also, on the subject of Chasing Amy, we didn't get to what the actual uh, theme of the movie was, what which think- is how being a dumb guy who's obsessed with someone's past is going to prevent you from seeing them in the present interesting that that's what you took from it yeah i took from it the um the 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 concept of the not getting of a map from a to b so trying everything out and that's how i always pursued my sexuality was Mm -hmm. i'm going to just try a lot of things to figure out what it is that i like and don't like and how i like um connecting with people so that's actually what i always took from it wow that's that's so interesting that like we both connected with the character of the opposite gender right that's who we i mean that's who i felt was the star of the movie was the ben affleck character yeah and i was always like it's all about i mean you know he's the he's the one we're seeing it through but i always felt like it was joey lauren adams character who was like the most important one there and uh, wow that's fascinating I mean, I obviously liked her character way yeah. more. I think Ben Affleck's a douchewit. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I mean, like, he does get the girl through his crazy, you're the only one for me speech and blah, 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 blah. Um, that would never, ever work in real life. He, he does get her, and then he manages to push her away because he can't deal with the fact that she used to sleep with guys. Right. Meanwhile, and he's ha- been that sleeping. With two, yeah. Yeah, but meanwhile, he's slept with chicks, right? Sure. It's like, I mean, like, he wasn't as adventurous or whatever, but it's, it's just, like, standard slut-shamey bullshit. Yeah. And that's what I felt like I went through in my early 20s and that, like, I tried a lot of things, and I think that intimidated some women that I would genuinely be, like, I would want to be boyfriend girlfriend with i'd want a relationship and i think they thought well that guy's been to an orgy and he did this on craigslist so mm-hmm. he's you can't date that yeah you fuck that you don't date that person right yeah um i know I, that's why i connect with her very interesting different genders i it's my inner woman that will one day come out we'll figure it out <laughs> yeah once once gender theory you know sorts itself out i will probably you know i'll realign or not you know we'll figure it all, I'm very confused. Uh, well, do you think that was ever like a subconscious motivator for you to finally sleep with enough people that you as a man can get slut shamed? Uh, that never was the goal. Because <laughs> uh, it's an achievement. I mean, maybe it was an, a, just an achievement against all those bullies be, who said I was going to be the... F- I, I saw 40-year-old virgin in theaters and I'm sitting next to someone for So my boarding school, they send us off on like movie trips. So I'm sitting next to someone from my school and their, the four-year-old virgin, you know, trailers up and she taps me and goes like, that's going to be you. Wow. And not in a mean, like, fuck you way. She was just like, Billy, you're being that's represented so on screen. And I'm like, this is not, oh, that's shade, not nice. <laughs> shade hurts so much more when it seems guileless. Yeah. Well, now I'm just like, uh, I don't know. I don't know if that was the motivator or not, um, or if just sex is fun. But, you know, I, I now I'm at where I'm at. Right. Um. So do you have beef with? fake by what's the beef with fake bisexual it seems to be you have beef with a certain type of a lady i always thought that joke was about white women specifically because they're kind of insufferable uh well i i would say probably most fake bisexuals are white women okay and why do you say that just experience and guessing okay but yeah i mean like it's obviously it would be indefensible to say that was not in any way a joke about fake bisexuals Mm. and it was only a joke about white women 
Right. I guess, well, there a lot of people were reacting again because they thought it was a political statement. Should you say statement. what the joke was? Yeah, I think you should tell the joke. <laughs> tell the joke. It's a good joke. Uh, the joke is Rachel Dolezal just announced she's bisexual despite never having dated a woman. And I think it's so cool she's finally accepted that she's white. Which is a fantastic joke. Thank you. Uh, I also like the other one I saw. The, the B in LGBT stands for Boyfriends of Bisexual Women. That actually that <laughs> was actually my friend David Spector who wanted to post that. Oh. <laughs> And he, he he was like, oh, I I thought of this, <laughs> and he's like, I would get in so much trouble, and and I was like, I think you should post, and he's like, no, I'd get in too much trouble. Will you post it? I'm like, yeah, sure. And then a month later, he was like, see, I told you, <laughs> if I posted, I would be in trouble because yeah, because like, I posted that, and then I posted the dolls all joke, and then the people who were furious with me about the dolls all joke went back through my old tweets and were like, she has a history of doing this. <laughs> And it was funny because I was trying to see if you had any other jokes about bi women that maybe we would we could talk about. Uh, so I searched on Twitter, like, you know, your handle and bi women and your handle and bisexual. But <laughs> it's all just bi women mad at you. Yeah. I can't even sift through it to find your tweets. Uh, <laughs> I mean, when you, so you got called out for being, I get what we call, I guess, biphobic. And mm-hmm. what was like your initial reaction to, to all that? To be perfectly honest, my initial, like, very initial reaction was like yeah i didn't phrase that perfectly yeah. like i tried to i i prioritized the word economy to make the joke over like being as clear as possible but i couldn't figure out a way to be like rachel dolezal just insincerely announced she's bisexual because it's like huh like what it how how do you know i mean we assume it because it's rachel dolezal yeah. and like it, it it just wouldn't have punched as hard mm-hmm. you know so I was just like, okay, I'll, I'll sacrifice being as clear as possible because that would take like probably 15, 20 words. Yeah. Um, and just make the joke tight. And then it, and then it blew up. Yeah. It, I think combination, it outraged some people and it was also a great joke. So it, it like went a little viral and it was just so odd to see people so angry over jokes because like, like you just expri- described you, like you couldn't make it clarificatory and make sure all it, it, yeah, it mean, acknowledge all the things, but then it's not going to be funny. Exactly. And it's, it's like, as soon as people, once I realized people were like really attacking me and like really trying to like drag me and cancel me or whatever, yeah. I was just like, I'm not going to respond to any of these people because they're not coming at me with any kind of good faith. Mm-hmm. And I've seen these things play out before. And if I'm like, well, actually what I meant was they'll be like, she still doesn't get it. Do better. And I'm like, I'm not going to give you anything. Right. And and it, it, it's so odd when people take the jokes out of the context of like comedy because I think they think of jokes as like the shitty dude at the office who tells jokes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they put us in the same category. It's like, no, like comedy's in your handle. Like yeah. it couldn't have been more clear that this is a joke. And I, I, I do take some pleasure in knowing just like the couple of people who have been mad at me in real life. Mm. I'm like, oh, yeah, you are exactly who I'm talking about. Yeah. Like you're, I can't know for sure that you're a fake bisexual, but you sure act like one. So I think I'm offending mostly the correct people with this joke. I do enjoy how you are still even today towing the line between like, I don't know, where does she stand? Well, I mean, like the the thing about like being LGBT is there's so many Rachel Dolezals in our community Mm. because you can't know how someone really feels. Like if you're a white person and you're pretending to be black, that's like so clearly, hey, Oh, hey, Matt. <laughs> Talking Rachel Dolezal. <laughs> but if you're a white person and you're pretending to be black, we can clearly say that's what you're doing. Right. 
and everyone understands that's extremely fucked up. But if you were a straight person and you want to say you're bi, what's going to stop you? And it, it maybe seems harmless from the outside to be like, oh, just let everyone identify how they want to identify. But it's like if you're really being insincere and if you're like presenting yourself as bi when you just kind of want to be interesting, especially if you then like, I mean, look at the stereotype of what happens in college where mm. it's like a straight girl will have a lesbian phase and will break some lesbian's heart. And if you like look in the media, the lesbian is always the punchline of that. Well, do maybe th- maybe not in 2019, but definitely like 10 years ago. I mean, do you think that's part of where some of the, the a lot of the sore uh, the sore feelings about you know quote unquote you know about bi women from lesbians come from from being toyed with during the college years and then yeah, being left for dudes over and over for decades? Of course. What else would it be? Uh, I don't know. I, don't <laughs> know. I mean, I'm just yeah. You know. We're just mean and scary <laughs> and bitter for no reason. Well, I mean, lesbians, y'all are mean and bitter and scary. Uh, uh-huh. I am terrified of all of you, so Great. good job. But uh, I, I, you know, I'm not going to. Thanks for letting to me why. into your home. Yes, uh, no, that's why we're in the living room and not my bedroom. I, this is, <laughs> I feel safer Great. out here. You know what? <laughs> me too. <laughs> you know, uh, I, I do recognize that, like going into like a, a dude's bedroom you don't know very well isn't always the best look. Uh, so I, but I do what I can. It's well, I'm a, on my period, so let's see how kinky you really are. Oh, uh, you know, that's not always going <laughs> to stop me. Um, but uh, so, how do you? How can you tell when something's sincere and insincere? Well, that's it's the like, thing. You can't. how do we play with that? Because so, what they were accusing you of was like, oh, this is the bi police. But it's like, I guess the question I would have is, should y'all care how others identify? I think if someone is being insincere, of course you should care. I and, guess, it's, and it's not that you can specifically target them and call them out because you can never know for sure. That's right. the whole thing with being LGBT. But I think if so- someone is insincerely identifying a certain way um, in an attempt to like, I mean, let, let's be honest. Like, being LGBT is kind of fashionable now. It, in certain, in in cer- certain in parts certain of the world, yeah. Yeah, if you're, if you're in college, if you're a comedian in New York. If, or you're, like, in the ci- if you're in a major city, like... Yeah. If you're trying to get cast in a thing, uh, some would say Ex- no. Uh, exactly. <laughs> like, it, it can help you fit in with certain people or mark you as, like, different in a way that's, like, still accessible. Yeah. Um, and I think if you're insincerely identifying as bi or whatever it is that's a really shitty thing to do then who is to say who is and is it and well, then that's, that's what, the like, thing. Is, like is it, is it no like one... not inviting them to a certain party is that kind of where the policing has to be at where if you think someone's being insincere then you just kind of don't fucks with them well, like... well everyone like says policing and it's like the lgbt community isn't we we don't have that much power. Literally, mostly all policing means is rolling your eyes behind their back. <laughs> That's it. That's cattiness. Yes. It seems to be the only recourse available there. Yeah. And again, like you can't always and, know and who's about. being insincere, but mm. like sometimes and and sometimes people will be like Oh, yeah, I I date men and women, but with women I'm the asshole. And it's like, yeah, because you don't care. Like, do I have to be like, yes, bi queen, when clearly you're using women as objects to make yourself seem a certain way? Mm-hmm. Well, then, and then, but then that seems like a really tough spot to be in as a bi woman to be like, or you know, well, then any what are- woman who's dating this awful bi woman. <laughs> okay. Uh, 
I guess just as to live in the world as a bi woman where everyone's questioning whether or not you is because like do I don't think anyone's like questioning whether or not lesbians are lesbian. I also might be wrong. I mean, yeah, some douchebags definitely are. Mm-hmm. But I'm not, I'm not talking about people typically identifying as lesbian. I'm talking about people who are maybe 90, 95% or whatever straight. Sure. And sometimes but then like they, a- they like the idea of being bisexual. How do you feel about the labels that like someone like Dan Savage has introduced like these like homoflexible and heteroflexible? Those are like, kind of cutesy, in-betweens. but I think they're, they're useful. You find them u- useful? If someone like said I'm heteroflexible or mm. whatever, I'd be like, great, I won't make out with you. Okay. Bye. <laughs> when, when did you start um, realizing that you were way more into women than being not into men at all? Uh, that was a weird way to phrase the question. There were a lot of extra <laughs> words in there. When did when did you start realizing you were into women? Probably like twelve. Yeah. Yeah. And did you did you know how to navigate those feelings? Like, did you know what? No, a lesbian I mean, was? like my yeah, I I knew technically what a lesbian was, but I I didn't think that was an okay thing to be. Um, and then also like my home life at that point was so difficult. Like my my mom, um, she was like losing her mind, and my parents were having this like really awful divorce in which like th- th- it was it was really really bitter and really fighty. Um, and I knew. In that day and age, like, if I came out, first of all, I was going to be like, I, I thought it was going to discredit me in divorce court, basically. How so? So, my, so it's like, oh, wow, like, her godless father is so godless that now she thinks she's a lesbian and right. she's 12. So your sexuality like were, being used in the courtroom against each other. Yeah. yeah. Damn. And then it feels like so. Then I don't know where do you get to nav. I don't know where do you get to deal with the feelings of the divorce or with the you know. I was just miserable for six years. <laughs> not now. You're not still. Not I, to the same degree. Okay, I watch your set, so I'm just going. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, but I leave the. Re- <laughs> that's fun, miserable. Right. <laughs> like as a teenager, I was actual miserable. Tell me a little bit more about that. Well, I mean, it's, it was just like my home life was terrible, and then I had like a sexuality that I was repressing, and. When you can't be open about something like that, I mean, like, I didn't know that it was okay. Mm. I wanted to think it was okay. And I tried very hard to be straight because I was like, maybe I'm bi and I can just ignore the gay part or whatever. Or maybe those feelings are immature and they'll go away or uh, all, all this bullshit. And, like, I I didn't have a good time in school. And it, it, it was just, like, all a bunch of Bully kid? really bad. Yeah. Um. So it was just, like, my life was already so hard. Coming out was the furthest thing from my mind. Yeah. What did they bully you for? What did they get you for? Just being a loser. Being a loser? Yeah. Oh, me too. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> did you band up with the other losers or were Not you like really. a lone I mean, like, loser? I, I, I typically like I, – I had one friend in junior high. Uh-huh. Um, I had I had a friend in high school separately. It was a male friend who uh, became my boyfriend sophomore year and we dated for like five months and then I broke up with him. Um, irreconcilable and, differences. Yeah. <laughs> uh. So I mean, like, I, I, I usually had like a friend, but mm. I never had like a crew. I had uh. There, there was always like wherever I was, there was always like a loser crew. But like, mm-hmm. even the loser crew would pick on me. Oh damn! So it was you like, must have been insufferable. <laughs> I'm. You've been. Have you been around me much? <laughs> It's apparently, I don't know what it is, but anywhere I go, uh, if people's clothes are on, then apparently I give off like annoying vibes. Uh, 
but I don't know how to fix it. That's, no- a, that's a really polite way to tell me you have a great dick. <laughs> I was an odd kid and I'm apparently still an odd adult, but just trying to like navigate through. Right. Um, did, who'd you come out to? Like, was that a secret? I, I did that in college. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like to parents and how they take that. Uh, my my dad was initially upset, um, but I know it was just because he was like concerned I was going to have a hard life, and he's he's totally cool now. And and which bi woman uh, or fake bi woman broke your heart in college? <laughs> <laughs> um, Where's the pain coming from? <laughs> well, it's 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 not just that; it's also all the uh, straight couples on Tinder or Hinge or oh, whatever. Oh, the, the unicorn hunters. The unicorn hunters, and frequently they'll pose as like, oh, I'm just a single woman, and then they actually do have a boyfriend or whatever it is. But yeah, no, there, there was a woman in college. Um, and what was very irritating was at my college, uh, I hung out with mostly bi or bi-identified people, and they would openly say like, oh, yeah, fuck the gays. Like, What? No, they would they would be like, you better be nice to us because we outnumber you. Or they would say shit like, yeah, I'm bi because like love isn't about gender, which is a way of like calling me shallow. Okay. It's like, oh, yeah, you're you're so evolved. You know who do, does that now is the pansexuals. Yes. The pansexuals have taken that mantle of like, you're limiting yourself. You. Hearts, not parts. <laughs> Bumper stickers, not actual information. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And who was who was the who was the lady in college? Um, she was like, I mean, like, she was like very mixed up. We were all 18, 19 or whatever. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we, she had been through a lot of trauma. Um, and she had like sworn off dating over the summer before our sophomore year. At um, 19, she was like, I'm done with this whole dating for, experiment. For like a while, <laughs> because she was like, sex is the junk food of connection. But you know, those, those relationships where the other person leads with their trauma, really means they're going to be at the center of it all the time. What do you mean leads with trauma? Like first days unpacking it all? Yeah. So we we were like kind of friends, but not close. And then uh, we started like sleeping in each other's beds for like an entire month before we started like making out or whatever. But it was it was very much she was saying um, as, as soon as we talked about it, she was like, I can't be with anyone because I'm trying to heal myself and I need to find my inner diamond of happiness uh, what what crystal <laughs> salesperson <laughs> did you meet in college? She, she she had gone to this uh, Buddhist retreat over the summer. Uh, so she was she was uh, there should also, be an she age was also a white lady misunderstanding Buddhism. Okay, she's a, so an insufferable white lady. Yes, uh, yeah, <laughs> the, you get it. The types in the subject of that joke. Uh, that's <laughs> I like shitting on white women. I don't know why. Um, Probably because it's most of the women you know. Good point. Good point. <laughs> Maybe. um so so that happened and i was like okay yeah what whatever she needs like that's fine um so we never had sex um and she actually said if we ever start to have sex you have to stop it because i don't know if i'll have the strength in the moment and i i even thought at the time oh no this is just a trick because you're not really attracted to me do you 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 think it's that yeah, I think that's her. It sounds. It just uh, from what you're saying, it's like it sounds to me like she's wants to pass like the spiritual blame onto you. 
Like, I am not no, strong I mean, enough, so you need to be the one to control us not fucking. No, she she was saying that because she wanted to make it sound like she wanted to have sex with me uh-huh. and then give me some kind of illusion of power where I feel like a good person for the fact that I'm not sleeping with her when, in fact, she just wants an affection dispenser and not have to actually fuck a woman. What what what, what would she try to demand from you in terms of being an affection uh, wanting you to be an affection dispenser. Well, it, it was just that everything was on her terms. Like, I, I would give a lot of affection without her having to, like, explicitly demand it or whatever. But it was like we couldn't hold hands in public except when she wanted to. Um, we couldn't tell anybody that we were, like, seeing each other even though people could kind of – like, it, it was just very, very much out of um, some need to protect her safety, quote-unquote. Mm-hmm. Everything her spiritual need, yeah. crystal safety yeah it's like this was okay but this wasn't okay and i mean i was very young and so it took me a while to like realize no the only rule is that you make all the rules and the rules change all the time and how did- and because i'm going along with that of course because on some level i'm desperate but at least on a conscious level because i want to respect your personal journey or whatever um because i'm going along with that you see me as a chump mm. And so you're never going to treat me with any kind of respect. Was this your first? Yeah. This, oh, wow. Okay. So, wow. How'd you get out of it? She cheated on me. <laughs> <laughs> she held hands with someone else? Is that what she did? Um, okay. So what she happened shared was her diamond I, with I, someone? I tried to communicate with her many times how the way things were were hurting me. Mm-hmm. And I was putting so much thought into it and trying to consider, okay, how do I, how do I communicate this to her and make it clear I'm not just trying to use her for sex? Because that's what she would always say anytime I had like any kind of problem with anything or anytime I did something nice for her, she would just kind of make some kind of offhand remark like, oh, you just want to get into my pants. Did you? No, that wasn't what I was trying to do. Mm-hmm. Like I was a fucking 19-year-old virgin. Right. Like part of what was in my mind was because I'm not desperate to have sex this can be a fine relationship. Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't feel like I was even necessarily ready for that. You were being sincerely romantic. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, like, did I want to have sex eventually? Yes. But if she was saying, like, oh, you're just, just trying to fuck me and we've been, like, kissing for a month, it's like, would I want to? Sure. But I'm also also a 19-year-old girl. Yeah. Like, <laughs> stop, like stop treating me like a dude. Exactly. And and that's just clearly because of the trauma she's she. I'm gonna guess the types of trauma she had with dudes, probably leading into going to college that first year of college. Yeah, but I, I think a lot of the time when people have been traumatized by assholes or whatever, they don't actually respect anybody who's not being an asshole because they think, oh, you just don't have the guts. It's not that you're not an asshole in terms of you being selfish. Oh. It's you are selfish. But you're so low value that you're settling for less than these other assholes were able to uh, squeeze from me. You think to them, everyone becomes an asshole after yes. the trauma, and then you just got to. I mean, then that, but that's you know, and that's clear defense mechanism of just oh, like, sure. yeah, like I don't, I don't want anyone else to fucking hurt me. Um, but it, meanwhile, like clearly, that it looks, it seems like that might have you know hurt you a bit. Oh yeah, definitely. What was the cheating? Um, so I finally like wrote her a letter and I printed it out. Um, and it was like, I was like, I don't think we should, uh, it it was a letter like breaking up with her basically. Mm. And I was like, if we can't, uh, 
be together and if we can't uh like have laid out terms where you're not constantly like going back and forth that hurts me a lot and i think we should stop sleeping together yeah so sleeping meaning like sleeping in the same bed right um and she read it and she cried and then she like twisted my words to be like you what is wrong with you that you feel you need some kind of relationship and I want to help you, but I, I can't. She, I want to help she, you, but I can't. But my, my crystal, my. <laughs> no, definitely. Um, so she, she twists all my words yeah. uh, into me being some kind of like empty person who needs to stand on my own or whatever. Just projecting a bunch of shit and making me feel as bad as possible. Um, and then finally, I agree to stay over. Um, and so I fall asleep in her bed. Right. Um, and then after that, I was just like, well, I can't get anything through confrontation. I couldn't even break up with her. Yeah. Uh, so I just start avoiding her. Um, and she's, she's like trying to get me back and I'm just kind of like dodging her. Uh, then finally she comes over to my place, um, and says, yeah, I've thought about what you said. Um, and I think, yeah, we should stop sleeping together. Um, less than a week later, I'm like doing all kinds of exercise to try to take my mind off of things. I dislocate my kneecap. You exercise. Fuck you. I've just never seen you as the, the jockey type. <laughs> do I, do I look I'm, like I'm, I'm the exercise I'm, type I'm, I'm over just, here? I'm just letting you sit in that silence. <laughs> yeah. do I, well, I also, it's not like I look like I'm the epitome of whatever. Okay. So I dislocate my kneecap. It's really bad. I have to go home. Um, and while I'm home and recover, and I, I can't like walk, I can't, I can only like get up with crutches to like go to the bathroom. The first day that I can like sit in a chair, uh, I get on Facebook and I see that she's in a relationship with some guy. And then the tweets started formulating. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I mean, Twitter wasn't around at that right. point, or if it was, I didn't know about it. Um, but do you? And think then I, I put it together. Um, the night after I dislocated my kneecap. I called her because we were still allegedly friends or whatever. Um, I called her to like come bring me painkillers because I was in so much pain and I didn't have any Advil in my room. And it's the one time you need her for something. Yeah, it's the one time I need her for something and we haven't broken things off yet. Um, and when I called her, I heard some guy's voice. So like she definitely cheated on me. That's so shitty. It, yeah. The, the thing that's shitty to me is that you're always in the doghouse, too. Like, leading up to this, like, you're always in trouble for one thing or another. Yeah. You seem, from your telling, trying to accommodate where you, as much as you can. And then, like, through all that, you don't even really get to be angry at yourself. I, I had that with my last girlfriend, where it was like, I was so busy trying to apologize or do better for something that was never, ever really that crazily bad or anything mm -hmm. but i was so much like i just want to make this person happy I, I i never experienced anger and like i never got to vent what i was upset about because it wasn't like they were being an angel either yeah um but like every lesbian has had this experience in some form or another mm -hmm. and i i she had had sex with a woman a couple times before but what she told me was yeah i'm by like I don't, I don't know which I prefer. Like, I think women are more beautiful, but sex with men feels realer. And it's like, you're straight. But also, she never had sex. She didn't even really try sex with women, right? Because, like... She had, like, a, 
a couple of one night stands, um, just like in the adventurous period when you first get to college. I like how she thought like that was real because I was like, I'm of the mindset that like all 19 year olds are bad in bed, no matter what gender, no matter what orientation. Totally. You all suck and you're supposed to suck because you're 19. But you'll be better later. But you understand (laughs) now the harm in just like pretending that you're something you're not or why LGBT people would question someone's label. But what if it's not faking and what if it's sincerely trying? Because is that. But trying what? And well, for if, what if reason? one thinks that they're attracted to women and wants uh-huh. to, and it like doesn't, at some point, you'd want to try. If you, th- like, if I thought I was attracted to dudes, which, like, you know, the pick depends on the day. Yeah. Um, at some point, one would attempt the sex with that or try making out. Like, you do start doing things to see, is this what I want to do? Like, group sex. I had to experiment with group sex to find out I was into that. I had to experiment with a little bit of BDSM to find out not into but BDSM. But that, that's fine. But I think there will be some people who still want to sleep with you and be like, oh, yeah, let's just, I'm just fucking being a slut and whatever. I, I just want to have casual sex, too. Mm-hmm. But some people don't want to be treated as an experiment. And I think that's entirely legitimate. Sure. And if she had said something along the lines, if she, I mean, again, 19-year-olds, everyone's dumb. But if, it, you know, if today, you know, or maybe not with you specifically, but in general, some sort of acknowledgement of, I don't know where I'm at with my situation, but I believe I find you attractive and I would like to do some things. So kind of acknowledging that there's an experimentation is if this per like if she had then, said then that's ethical. That's yeah. That's but great, I think that, you also then have to uh, respect if the other person says I want to be with someone who knows what they want. Totally. And that's that's all well and good. It seems like um, yeah, it just uh, one people don't fucking talk to each other and say what they want and don't want and what they mean. Um, but it's it, it seems like a thing that can't be avoided. Because to experiment with something outside the norm that you were raised with, you have to eventually do it. And then you might find out you didn't like it. I don't think that's always means someone's faking it. Um, I think that means someone's trying that. It, that I, is different think, from the think, insincere yeah. folks. Who I, think, like, I think both camps exist. Sure. which But I think that whole situation is different from those who claim, say, bisexuality to seem more interesting or to get a thing or but whatever. But I think that probably was what she was doing. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, there was nothing explicit that you could get at liberal arts school by identifying as bisexual, but it definitely did make you cooler. Huh. Maybe if I had been a bi 12-year-old, I could have been as a pinch more cooler. Maybe if you're like, ah, look at his haircut. Yeah, I mean, like, everyone in my friend group was, like, super into Dan Savage, and Mm. the way people talked about being bi, I mean, like, some of them were, but it it really did seem like this is the more enlightened thing to do. Mm Mm-hmm. And which I th- which it feels like that's the pansexual thing today or yeah. omnisexual because no one knows what it is. So pick that one because it's going to make you seem even more interesting because there hasn't been like an article on it. Yeah. I mean, like any identity when you're 18, 19, people are trying all sorts of stuff on. Yeah. And it's it's about cultivating some kind of brand that you think is going to make you, you know, the fuck you to your parents, but in a woke liberal way or whatever. So I, I understand everything is kind of that at that age, but not everyone necessarily grows out of it. I mean, comedy has a lot of people who are emotionally, you know, kind of arrested development or whatever. Um, if you look on Twitter, or Tumblr or whatever it is, like th- these people are out there. And I think it's legitimate to acknowledge 
it's shitty when people use your identity as a kind of costume and won't acknowledge that they're doing it. Touche. I have no, I have no good response for that. Thank you. <laughs> um, but clearly, you know, that person caused some harm. Did anything like that happen again afterwards? Or were you like on a, did you have like a bi girl you know, radar on? Ha, um, well, actually recently, um, I, I, I've, I've dated two people serious, like not seriously in terms of, like we were going to ha- get a house or anything, but in terms of my heart was very involved. I've, mm. I've dated uh, two women. Uh, the second one was a lesbian, so nothing like that happened, although it was very bad in its own way. Uh-huh. Um, but recently, I have kind of like a casual thing with a bi girl um, who was like polyamorous. Mm-hmm. Um, Do you have and- some snark towards the poly people? No, okay, no, it cool. was just checking, just making sure. <laughs> no, it, it it didn't work out, but she was legitimately bi and mm-hmm. wanted to have sex with me, and a lot of my animosity has really. <laughs> <laughs> so, so how much is it that there's like an issue with like bi women and fake bi women? Just like no, I, bi women, you just need better experiences with bi women. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think there are fake bi women and mm. real bi women, and my more recent one was like, no, that's that was a real bi woman. Okay. They are out what, there. I'm, what, uh, I'm no longer having to like make myself say that. I <laughs> I know it on a deeper level. Well, what, I guess what made that more uh, a realer bisexual? She wanted to have sex with me. Okay, okay, okay. I got okay. Now I, I get an idea of where the, the issue was with that with that night, with the crystal chick. That's just why I want to call her because no, that's fun. And then you're out dating now. Not actively. No, I should. I mean, should you? I don't know. If you don't, I mean, do you want to? People go like, oh, I should be doing this. I was like, I don't know. You you shouldn't do anything that you don't actually want to be doing. <laughs> I, I would like to be dating someone, mm. but uh, going on hinge dates or whatever. The it's process just, of it's, dating. It's, it's so demoralizing. Yeah. And I also tell myself if I like achieve some kind of success in comedy, then my stock will rise and I will have an easier time of it. So I should just focus on that. I mean, all the fake by female comedians will come try to finger you. Uh, just that's what's going to. If you be well, I, when I, you become staff writer at you know SNL, they'll be like, "Hey, can you just look at my packet?" Uh, I I don't date comedians. <laughs> no, oh, is that is that a rule? That's a rule. Yeah. Uh, does that extend to like hooking up with comedians or just no comics? Period. Uh, I oh, might. Face. <laughs> I might bend it to hook up, but I would prefer not to. Is there a particular reason? Yeah, I dated a comic and it went very badly. You seem to be like, it takes one experience and it's like, nixed them. But I mean, like, truly horrendous experiences. Yeah. So I had a I had a horrendous experience dating a comic and it, it totally poisoned the scene that I came from and I did not start to feel better until I moved. Is that, so why, I, you, is that why you moved? It's no. not why okay. I moved. Um, I moved because I, uh, for a, a time, had a great deal on an apartment. Uh-huh, okay. So that that was why I moved, but it was definitely why I was happy to move. Okay, okay. Because with comedians, some of them are like, I only date comics, and then there's some who are like, never date comics. Yeah, no, I've I've definitely been tempted, and I've had like crushes on comics, but it's like it's not worth it. Yeah the the pain of having a crush is nothing compared to having the pain of like a bad ex. Oh, what was what was so bad about the that one experience it's, with the it's a long story but i mean like it was it was bad it was really really bad um like i would have nightmares oh my god yeah like i could i couldn't go certain places i was like so stressed out my eye would be twitching all the time it was it was like no i like i had ptsd symptoms it was like emotionally abusive and really really bad 
Okay. Okay. <laughs> well, no, because I, I don't know if, because before we started, like, uh, you know, I, I asked everyone, like, oh, what's off limits? You're like, you'll read it. And I'm like, so I'm trying to read. No, what's, where to- what's, what's off limits is anything I don't want my dad to hear. I've talked okay. about, I've talked about this on podcasts before. Okay. I'm just, um, yeah. I, okay. I'll, I'll, I'll leave it be that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, I don't want to see any eye twitch. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, the, the whole dating process can be insufferable. And that's just like, uh, that seems to be so many people want the outcome of the dating process without actually doing the dating process. Yeah, no, it's it's such a pain in the ass. But I think I think the only reason online dating has be seems so bad and why dating today seems so rough is because of volume. Mm-hmm. I think if you were meeting people, this is bef- not lesbians' problem. Yeah, <laughs> the volume, the too many options. Oh no, I was going to say the idea of you go on a um before there was online dating, mm-hmm. you're going on a first date every so often. Yeah, it was not as common to have three or four first dates in a week, yeah. right? But because we have these online dating options, you can just kind of cycle through. So through sheer volume in a short period of time. You're experiencing so many bad dates where maybe the same number of bad dates would have been extended over the course of like two years. Uh-huh. And that's why I think it just seems so much worse. And people go like, dating's terrible. I was like, no, you're just doing too much of it too quickly. I don't know. I think if it were the same thing but spread out over a longer period of time, that would mean it would take longer to find someone good, it which w- sounds it would. worse. It j- so I think you have to decide, Do are you prepared and willing and ready to go through that process? I, I, I think yeah. the online aspect of it means that you get more duds. Uh-huh. Because you don't go on a date with someone, uh, I mean, like that's the first time you meet them, right? Whereas before online dating, maybe there were like some blind dates, but for the most part, it was someone like you met at a bar and you connected at least a little bit yes. then in person yes. enough that the first date had a better chance of maybe being a good first date, exactly. As opposed to like, well, he did send some good gifts, so he this has to work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, all right. Where and where do you where would you meet people? Where I guess you like mean for for online oh, sorry. dating, I just <clears throat> no, be I, very no, alone. Oh, sorry. <laughs> no, I just meant like uh, where, like where do you meet people now? Like when Hinge. when you have you just do the online? Yeah. Okay. Because I mean, my only exposure to people in real life is comedy. Like that's my whole life. Well, uh, well, I do wish you luck in your future dating and vet- oh, endeavors thank you so whenever much. you find the time from being brilliant to do them. Uh, um, how do you know I was into getting my ass licked? <laughs> I had no idea. Your dad listens to this. <laughs> Rachel with that potty mouth. Hi, dad. Yeah. Stop being so dirty and go offend by women again. Uh, <laughs> Can't wait. Do you, do you think twice before tweeting now? I mean, yeah, but if I want to, I'll do it anyway. Yeah. What What do you feel like the? I guess in closing, like, what What did you did you feel like you learned anything from that experience? Twitter sucks. So, Honestly, that was the experience that got me to take uh, Twitter more seriously. Like, that was the first time I ever went viral. I think I was under i th- I was like around two thousand followers when I tweeted that. Right. That got me like seven hundred. Uh, and then after that, I was just like, I'm going for it. And so I got a ton of followers over like six months. Just, so they they think they won the battle, but I won the war. Yeah. That's what I like to hear. And where can people go follow you? Uh, you can and- read my biphobic tweets and other <laughs> tweets at Rachel M. Comedy. Um, all right. Well, Rachel, thanks for coming by and chatting. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah, I want to say goodbye to everybody except the, you know, the Rachel Doles also of the world. Bye to everyone but buys. Mm, Rachel!
I can't say that. Okay, okay. Wow, what a show. Don't forget to go follow Patrick Holbert and Rachel McCartney over on the Twitter thing. Outside of that, hey, don't forget today is the final day of our special offer. It ends tonight at like 3 a.m. on December 26th. Uh, we have special offer, okay? All members of my fan whore community will get their names painted on my big old body. Yeah. But we're only going to do it if we reach 200 members by the end of Christmas Day. Become a member today and get your name on my body. Head on over to patreon.com slash podcast. That's patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash podcast. Gravelly voice aside, thanks for your patience with that. Holy shit. Um, Merry Christmas again. Happy Hanukkah. Happy Kwanzaa, whatever you're celebrating. Or if it's just a week off work for you, you know, enjoy doing the thing um, and enjoy your New Year's, everybody. And stay slutty. Stay slutty.